We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. So we were all praying there, and one of the persons said, Brother Hagin, uh, you feel the power of God? I said, well, yeah, yeah. You know, and I said, I don't go by feeling. I mean, power of God's here whether I feel it or not. I said, I'll tell you what, if you go over and get on that rug, boy, you'll really feel the power. I said, what's that rug got to do? Oh, they said, you know, I sought the Holy Ghost for years. And but said, I got the baptism kneeling on that rug. And said, every time I can ever get anybody on that rug, they always get the baptism. Get the Holy Ghost, you see. Said, go over there now. I went over there. I couldn't feel a thing. I said, well, that's that's getting into mysticism and witchcraft. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I was holding a meeting years later, I mean way back in 1950. I was holding a meeting. Full Gospel Church in West Texas. Later on, I was down in East Texas for a special service. The pastor asked, said, Brother Ian said, well, he just asked, you know, we're bosom friend. He just said, Kenneth said, what kind of a church does uh, he call this fellow's name? This fellow had come, this pastor of that church in West Texas from East Texas. Well, I said, what do you mean, what kind of church? Well, how many does he run in Sunday school? Well, I told him. What kind of crowd? I told him. How, what kind of meeting? I heard you was there. I heard you had a good meeting. Yeah, I said, one of the, one of the, up till then, it was one of the greatest meetings I ever had. Great move of the Spirit of God. People say, filled with the Spirit, healed. Some of the greatest healings I've ever seen. I said, uh, you know, we, uh, we just filled the building up with people, you see. And I said, uh, the, the, the pastor went down because small town wasn't in a place there. You'd have to have gone 60 miles away to a big city to rent folding chairs. So he went down to one of the funeral homes and they loaned him a hundred folding chairs. Now, see, of course, the building, the, the sanctuary was full of pews. But he, I said, we moved the altars out and they just set chairs right down against the platform. And, and, and then they set chairs down the aisles because they had wide aisles and they could set one at the end of the pews, you know, every one of them. And we worked in these hundred chairs where we'd get another hundred people in. He said, I thought you said that there was about 100 saved. I said, they were. There's a little over 100, about 120 people got saved. He looked at me. He said, how did they get saved? I said, what do you mean? Well, he said, you moved the altars out. Well, I said, I just had them to come. There was a little room down here at front. There's, you know, there's a, a three-foot aisle at least down here in the front. And I had them to come stand down there. And I had a word to pray with them. Then I sent them back to the Sunday school annex. And the workers went back there and they knelt by benches and chairs in the Sunday school rooms and they prayed with them. 120 got saved. He just kept on going, I don't understand. Claim to have a revival. Move the altars out. I don't see how you ever got anybody saved without an altar. I said, I never heard of the altar saving anybody yet. <laughs> I thought Jesus was the Savior. I didn't know the altar was. See, you can make an altar anywhere. You don't even have to have a bench to make an altar. You can just kneel and make an altar before God and he'll meet you. Praise God. Amen. You can make an altar driving down the road in his car. Praise God. <laughs> Flying through there in an airplane. See? But what, what's happening? People put emphasis on things and think they're holy. 
Well, no, they're not holy. And you know what? That fella was a bosom friend of mine. From that day to this, he'll hardly speak to me. He goes off and tells that I'm backslid. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that a tragedy? I was holding a meeting in another full gospel church down in East Texas. We didn't have a teaching meeting. We had a prayer meeting in the morning time, just the time people come to pray, just preach at night. And so uh, they had a, a, right in front of the pulpit. Now, the, the whole floor of the church wasn't carpeted. The aisles of the church was carpeted and, 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 and around the altar here. But they had another, I don't know why they did, but they had another carpet right here uh, uh, under the uh, communion table. Communion table right in front of the pulpit. You see, and they had another, oh, I don't know, maybe four by eight, six, or something like that carpet there, three by six, something. I, I don't know, anyway, pretty good sized table. And, and I don't know why, but uh, they had uh, maybe to give more room around the altar, they'd move that, uh, and would in revival time, move that table out. See, because they just had communion. It's custom in that church the first Sunday. So we were all praying there, and one of the persons said, Brother Hagin, uh, you feel the power of God? I said, well, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I said, I don't go by feeling. I mean, power of God's here whether I feel it or not. I said, I'll tell you what, if you go over and get on that rug, boy, you'll really feel the power. <laughs> well, I said, what's that rug got to do? Oh, they said, you know, I sought the Holy Ghost for years. And but said, I got the baptism kneeling on that rug. And said, every time I can ever get anybody on that rug, they always get the baptism. Get the Holy Ghost, you see. I said, go over there now. I went over there. I couldn't feel a thing. I said, well, that's, that's getting into mysticism and witchcraft. That's not Christianity. Amen. People make too much to do, even good people sometimes, about things and places and so on and so forth. Are you listening to me? And they should not. And that fellow just really got mad at me because, he, you know, I wouldn't say, said to him, I said, well, there's no, there's no more power there than there is anywhere else. What that rug got to do with it? My faith's not in some rug or spot where I knelt to pray. My faith's in Jesus. My faith's in what God said. Can you say amen? Now, I said that to say this to you, that people, it's a carryover of religion. I realize under the old covenant that that place was a holy place. Are you listening to me? That temple of God was a holy temple. But under the new covenant, your body is the holy temple of God. Now notice what he said here. First of all, let's go back again there to 1 Corinthians. We read that third verse where he stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go back and read them now real carefully. 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 3, and then chapter 6. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Now see, under the old covenant, the temple of God, the house of God that they built with their hands was the temple of God. But nowhere under the new covenant do you ever find that. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 
Now remember I said to you, we read the Amplified Translation and hold fast to that. We're going to come back to it, I told you. Remember that? Notice in the Amplified Translation, he brings out the fact that ye, the whole church at Corinth, the church, not the building, the people, are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you collectively as a group and also individually. Now I want you to see something here. We'll get on the individual part that he dwells in you individually in a minute. But I want you to know that what he's saying is, you know that one local group at Corinth wasn't the whole body of Christ. The whole body of Christ was people everywhere all over that part of the country and other cities too believe in God. Yet Paul said, ye, there at Corinth, he wrote the letter just to the Corinthians Christians. Ye are the temple. You see, we are a spiritual temple. Now I want you to see something. People say, well, I can stay at home, just be as good a Christian as anybody. No, you can't. I said, no, you can't. Just stay at home, listen to tapes, and feed on the Word for myself, be as good a Christian as anybody. No, you can't. You can be blessed that way, but you can't be as good a Christian as anybody. You miss something. No wonder in the book of Hebrews, he said, Forsake not the assembling, the assembling of yourselves together. And much the more so, that is, assemble together even more when you see that day approaching. What? The day of the end of time approaching. The coming of the Lord approaching. Assemble together even more. Now, what's he saying? We'll talk about the Holy Ghost in you just in a minute. But in this body of believers that comes together, all of them together are a temple or a house of God for God to dwell in. And because he's among that group dwelling in that temple, then he will manifest himself there in ways beyond which he'll manifest himself otherwise. Are you listening to me? We need to know that. We need to realize that. We need to see something here. The whole church collectively is indwelt. That's the reason he'll manifest himself among us in such unusual ways sometimes that he won't manifest himself in such a measure in you. We need to realize that. But I wanted to emphasize the fact also that he said not only the whole church at Corinth collectively is, is a temple of God, but also you individually. He's indwelling you. Now again, look at the scripture there in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you're not your own. You're not your own. My, you could preach a week about that. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're called on to glorify God in your body just as much as you are in your spirit. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is a study guide on the subject of ministry gifts from Kenneth E. Hagen. The next item is the CD set entitled Camp Meeting Classics Volume 4. This set has four different speakers, Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, Oral Roberts, and Mark Hankins. Both of these items are for the special price of $25. That's $12.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And guess what? We are enrolling for Raymond Bible Training College. College. Yes. Yes. This fall, uh, you can. It's not too late to enroll for the fall um, session right. of Raymond Bible Training College. Yeah. You can go online, rbtc.org. Yes. And fill out application. Do it all. It's uh, it, you can study for pastoral ministries, student ministries. That's youth and children. You can study for itinerant, that's traveling, or world missions, or worship. Yes. Or you can just do biblical studies where you just you just study different books of the that's Bible. Right. So that's it's right. up it's up to you, however you want to do it. It's there, it's available. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.